This is the Brother Marcos headquarters in Sao Paulo, Brazil, calling Christians anywhere in the world. Please respond. This is the Brother Marcos headquarters in Sao Paulo, Brazil, calling Christians anywhere in the world. Please respond. Hello, my friends. Welcome to one more edition of the Brother Marcos radio show. We're broadcasting here from Sao Paulo, Brazil. We are part of the remnant. We are reaching for you out there, the survivors. Oh, yes, the small remnant, the Church of Philadelphia, the ones with little strain, but the ones who are still faithful to Jesus Christ's words oh yes that that that's what what jesus calls us in uh, revelations you know always my friends a small remnant even in the times of the prophet elijah you know elijah thought he was alone but there was a bunch of uh, uh, followers of the real god jehovah hidden in caves hidden from jezebel Jezebel, the evil woman that was ruling, was ruling Israel at that time, manipulating his her weak husband Ahab. So, my friend, if you are out there and you are lonely, and you are persecuted, and you're feeling that you know you're just going through a hard time. Going through the desert, know that you are not alone. And uh, I'll tell you, this is uh, a reflection of the times we are going through. This, these are the end times, and uh, Jesus's second coming is very, very close. So no wonder the world hates us because we love Jesus. Okay, there's a connection there. Okay, Jesus warned us that the world world would hate us because it hated Jesus first. So be glad that there's a connection between you and Jesus Christ and among all of us, all of us. And I, I would like today to, to send my special regards to the people in New Zealand. I was surprised, you know. There, there's so so many people in New Zealand listening to the Kapow radio network, and uh, I mean, if you can, you can send me an email at brothermarcosradio@gmail.com. I would love to receive an email from someone from some Kiwi in New Zealand, just talking about your general testimony or your experience or maybe why you like the shows here because my friends it's important that that we connect with each other okay because i'll tell you there's not much room in this world for us now and today's show is about separation it's you know it's more a call a plead Uh, for you listeners about the need to be separated in this time right now because I'll, I'll tell you the bible is it's all about separation if you go there you know j just from the beginning you know the promises to abram abram before he was called abraham 
Abraham. You know, he was older. Then he would say, my name is Abraham. I'm just kidding with a bad joke. <laughs> yes, Abram. God told him, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. But you know, my friends, we're talking about here in Genesis chapter 12 about a time when your family was everything there's nothing like the united states of today when you get to be 18 i mean not anymore because people are living with their parents in the basement but you know until a few years ago america was like that you got to be 18 and you would leave you would leave your family and you would go to university and you would start your life as an adult. But not at that time. At that time, you know, family was everything. The clan, the village, because otherwise you would be alone and people would beat you, rob you and kill you. No, life was hard. And what God told Abraham here was just the utmost challenge, okay? It's basically, it's like kill yourself, <laughs> commit suicide, just leave your clan, your family, and go to this treacherous, violent world out there to be killed. But of course, and you know, it was a violent world because lots of things happened to Abraham after he was called out from his land but God protected him but you see here I want you here to focus on the, the need of separation you know probably his probably not certainly his city his town his village was full of idolatry false gods he lived in what is Iraq now so basically, it's summer with all the that Ashtarte and you know all that Babylonian gods and terrible demon worship. So he said, away from 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 there, Abram. And uh, the, this pattern repeats over and over in the Bible, and we see here a lot who was uh, Abram's. Abram's uh, nephew, the son of his brother, who departed from with him from from their their town, he went. He, he made the bad decision of going to live in Sodom. And uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. So Abram pleaded with God about him because he loved that guy. And God said, okay, I will send angels to take me away from Sodom. And that's, that's a very famous passage. I don't, don't need to read everything to you again. But it's basically, the angels went there and said, you know, get out of this place. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, arise. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, 
lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, well, he was tired, you know, <laughs> no coffee at that time. The man took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. You know, go, go. Right now, separate. Separate. You know? But you know, there's something here that it's almost like an afterthought. In, in verse 26, there's a passage that is so strange. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. She did. She listened to the call of the old life. Someone was yelling, Make Sodom great again. Make Sodom great again. And she looked back, thinking that that thing could be saved. That she could go back to her old ways and the good things of that land. Because, my friends... Again, it was a harsh world out there, you know, famine, wild beasts, bandits, you know, if you just step it outside of your town, usually they, 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 they were like fortresses with walls, you were risking being killed. For anything, because people were, they were starving, human life was worth nothing. So, you know, uh, the bottom line, it was, it was not that bad living inside a city. Even if you had to sit all those, uh, you know, depravity and things like that in Sodom. But she looked back. So I wonder why God put this verse here just like an afterthought of course it was not because nothing in the Bible is an afterthought but it's here so pay attention pay attention and we can go to Revelation Revelation chapter 18 okay and we we are discussing here in Revelation 18 you know the the evil harlot, harlot of the end times, the, the, you know, the whole global antichrist system, its religion, okay? All nations drinking the wine of her passion, of her immorality, okay? Getting wealthy, rich through the extravagance of her luxury, okay? The good life. Yes, I'll tell you. In the history of man, rich people never had it so good like today. Because even the, the, the old kings, well, they, they had a sore throat, they could die. But now, it's just flying with their private jets everywhere. 
you know, going to wonderful resorts in the Pacific Islands, in Bali, and uh, in the Caribbean, you know, it's just wonderful hotels in Europe. I mean, they are like more than kings today. But then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, said that you will not share in her sins or contract any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. So see the whole system, my friends. The system of Babylon is rotten to the core. And the only solution is to get away to come out of her. Do, do you see here a pattern? There's a pattern. Okay. Second Corinthians 6. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership can righteousness have with wickedness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial, Satan? So, most people just apply this verse to the situation of marriage. But I'll tell you, it's much more than that. It's not only business partnerships. Because, you know, in a sense, we are not of the world, but we are in the world. We have to make a living. Okay, you have to buy and sell. I mean, what can you do? There's no other way. But my friends, as everything that Jesus said and, and the whole New Testament, the principle is what is in your heart. So that's the way I, say, I see this, this passage here. The problem, my friend, is not only that contract that that you made with an unbeliever about the commercial transaction. It's about what's in your heart. Is your heart, you know, involved with the things of the world? You are yoked with the rest of people in the same culture, enjoy the same aspirations and the same, you know, pleasures and things, or even the same beliefs. Oh, yes, my friends. And I think, especially to, I'd like to say this, especially to my American friends who are 74% of our listeners. Some of you are. I was very upset. Very upset by the reaction that most Christians had about, you know, the last attack in Syria. I'm not discussing, I'm not going to discuss about what was that right, was Assad the, the one who, who gassed the people there, was that a false flag? If you can go to the internet and check it out. But what I want to call your attention to was the reaction. It was like the drums of war were beating. And people were immediately yoked back again with the spirit of the new world order. 
you know, it's so easy to manipulate people with patriotism and uh, basically it, it's just like a soccer game. I will cheer for, for my team and it's emotional and it's, uh, you know, a thing of passion. There's no place for rationality. So don't do that. Don't do that. At least think a little about it. If what you are doing is right, because you're yoking yourself again with unbelievers and with the system of the world. And instead of discussing if that was the right thing to do, I want to talk a little about the New World Order again. Because it's like, you know, Christians, especially conservative Republicans, they just forget. They forget everything. And they're back again to exactly the same patterns you know, that they had with Bush, the, the, the school and bones pre president, the cultists. They're back again exactly with the same behavior. It, it's like they didn't learn anything. So I am concerned. I'm not, I'm not trying here to fix the injustices of the world system. I'm not trying to say here, oh, the United States is so bad. No. I am trying to open your eyes about your spiritual condition, which is much more important than that. Because, you know, about the whole world, whatever will be, will be. Because God is in control and, and he will use all those horrible things in order to accomplish his plans. So I want to go back, take a step back and remember that there's a plan There's a plan, my friends. There's a plan that mimics prophecy. You know that Satan control, controls basically all the powerful people in the world. They're all into Kabbalah. They're all into Luciferianism. They're Gnostics. And they are billionaires. They're billionaires because, you know, Satan's plan was to control the banks. And he started doing that in the 1700s. With several different families, especially Rothschilds. And basically they own everything now. And they have a plan. So remember Albert Pike. Albert Pike was like the great Mason. The leader of Masonry in the United States. And he was a confederate general. And the leader of the Masons. And he wrote... Uh, a letter to Giuseppe Mantini, which he was a revolutionary in Italy. And some people say he was the leader of masonry there, the, 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 the Pichu Lodge, and all the, the you know, ancient secret orders that they have in Italy, especially in Italy. And he wrote a, a letter that talked about three world wars in order to to bring the Antichrist to power. So, first World War, the World War One. you know, to, to just get rid of the, the Tsar in Russia, to bring uh, communism into the scene. Second World War, in order to make Russia this great power, and then you have the, the thesis and antithesis, You know, Hegelian dialectics, you would have capitalism against Marxism, and they would control both sides and put one against the other, divide the people. 
create conflict, you know, create wars all around the world. That's what they did with the Cold War. What was the Cold War? Not a nuclear global battle. Not at all. But, you know, just uh, regional wars that would kill a lot of people. But most of all, they would uh, get rid of all, all leaders that they didn't like. And they would start to align all the countries in the world like pieces of the game of chess. Because before the checkmate, my friends, the chess player, he must put all the pieces in the right places. It's more about that. The checkmate is just a consequence. And that's the way they play. You know, when a piece is not behaving the way they want, like Saddam Hussein, like Gaddafi, they would move that piece away and put another one in, pl in place. One that is willing to go to the perfect position before the checkmate. And the checkmate is the rise of the Antichrist. We are not there yet. Because that's what Albert Pike said. That would be the Third World War. And we have a, a very good testimony from uh, David Bay from CuttingEdge.org. He's a Baptist pastor, a man of God, I think. And he went to a theosophy conference in disguise. And there he listened to this guy, Peter Lemunissier, the leader of the theosophies, basically, my friends, theosophy is like Alice Bailey, Madame Blavatsky. It's heavy stuff, okay? It's the Lucifer Trust, the ones with the, the United Nations. They're not fooling around, okay? They're Luciferians, Gnostics, and that's the religion of the Antichrist. And this guy was talking, this Peter guy, and he said, you know, our plan, and we are almost there, is to have a simultaneous wars all around the world. One of them in Korea. Oh, yeah, you see that. Did you notice that there's a conflict in, in Korea right now? Another one in Taiwan. China would invade Taiwan. Another one in the Middle East. A war between Israel and her neighbors. All at the same time. Okay, so people would be completely out of their minds and the guy who would solve all this mess would be regarded as the savior of the planet that's the plan and it matches perfectly Daniel 11 because the prophecy of Daniel 11 is about Antichrist conquering the king kingdom of the south which is Egypt and, and her allies Ethiopia, Libya, and some other countries. And the king of the north, which I believe is Turkey. Some people say it's Russia, but I don't think so. It's Turkey and a confederation of other countries like, uh, you know, Iran and uh, who knows. Some other countries, most of them, then the Muslims. And it's interesting that Daniel 11 says that all those countries will be conquered. But not Jordan, the 
Edom and Moab will escape his hands. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, the king of Jordan is the head of the Arab masonry. And he's like good friends with the British royalty. And he's friends with Trump and United States. So he's there, my friends, in order to coordinate all the thing. He's like a Trojan horse of the Muslims, the traitor of the Muslims. <laughs> Mason. They say that he's, he's married. I don't think, I don't remember if he's married or his mother was Jewish. You know, one of those things. It's, it's amazing. So anyway, pay attention because that's exactly what's happening. Because if, if the United States had not bombed Syria, instead if they said, you know, Trump would follow his promises, okay? He would be truthful to his promises and he would sit with Putin and say, we're going to work together, we're going to solve this situation, we're going to get rid of ISIS, because ISIS is killing Christians, and we're going to sit with Assad and we're going to draw a plan, you know, he, he's going to have elections or something like that. Actually, he has been elected. And actually, according to their constitution, he cannot be elected again. Okay, so he's going to go anyway. But if he did that, do you realize that the New World Order plan would be set back 10 years, would be delayed in 10 years? But instead, what, what, what do they do? They push for more tension and more war and more chaos. And at the same time, <laughs> they're going to do the same thing in North Korea. Come on, my friends. I mean, General, what was it? General MacArthur? General MacArthur said, let me bomb the hell out of this North Korean people. Or the leaders, at least. The military. But you know, the president of the United States said, no. We need North Korea. Because of the plan. So they fired the general. <laughs> and, and then we have North Korea there for 50 years. And all those military men who died there, died for nothing. Because, I mean, Americans, they get mad. Because they think I, I, I'm, I'm bad-mouthing the military. I'm not. They're very courageous people thinking that they're doing the good thing. But they're only tools for, for the, the Illuminati, for the Luciferians. You know, the elite, the globalist elite, they use the military of the United States to accomplish their goals. They're just cannon fodder. I mean, since the second, since, since World War II, all the, the wars that the United States fought, they were against American interests. I mean, they never gained anything from that. And then comes Trump and says that's going to change that. And he does exactly the same thing that Obama, Clinton, and Bush were doing. So he basically, he betrayed everybody. You know? 
Why, my friends? Because the whole political system is in the hands of the globalists. We had, and I'll tell you, if I were American, I would have voted for Trump because there was like a 10% chance that he would be his own man, that he would be different. But now I, I have absolute certainty that he's a globalist, that he's in the hands of the Illuminati. He's just one more puppet. You know what they do? And again, this is David, David Bay who says this. They would put a Republican when they want to change things in the global scenario, okay? Wars, things like that. You've got to have a Republican president. When they want to change things inside the United States, promote depravity, Marxism, bigger government, they would put the Democrat president. It's just like Obama. Uh, you know, and each one of them... He would never revert. He would never do anything against the things that, that, that the other president did. It's just like Obama. I know he changed it. He made America more Marxist. But he never changed anything that Bush did in the, the foreign scenario. Okay? He, he, well, he dropped it. 12,000 bombs in Syria in 2016. So basically, he did the same thing. And same thing about Bush. When Bush went to power, he did not cancel all the things that Clinton did. He just moved ahead with NAFTA, with the Mexican immigration. You know, he did everything that Clinton was doing. So do you understand that? They're going to the same place, to the same objective. You know, the only difference is that one appeals to part of society and the other will appeal to the other part of society. And that's what we are seeing right now. <clears throat> you know, it's time. <clears throat> it's time, you know, for the Marxists to go because people are fed up with the Marxists. And then you, you bring someone who says that he's not a Marxist, but who will just maintain all the Marxist structures and the globalist structures, you know, untouch it. But then he will send some bombs and missiles so the conservatives will think that he's different. The guy, Trump just fired Steve Bannon. And I'm going to talk about this, my friends, because once you see who Trump has partnered with, the Habalubavitcher, the Kabbalah people, you see that this whole system is rotten to the core. He got rid of Steve Bannon and put Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, the Kabbalist, in his place. A guy that knows absolutely nothing about geopolitics and foreign politics and anything. Who has not... The interest is of the Americans in mind. I mean, what? Think about the guy who's in unemployed, living in Pittsburgh, or maybe in Cleveland, or Detroit, who has been ostracized by the left all those years, is suffering. He has nothing to do with Jared Kushner 
and the, the Jewish billionaires of New York. Nothing. You know? You have to remember what the, where this guy's coming from. He was friends with Jeff Epstein. Jeff Epstein is a pedophile, convicted pedophile, who had a, has or had an island in the Caribbean where they would bring billionaires from all around the world to parties with children. A bunch of pedophiles. And Trump has been there several times. So it's very possible that he and other world leaders have been blackmailed because it's very easy, my friends. You just give them like those girls, little girls, 13, 14 year old girls, very pretty. And then you, you, you film them, you record them having sex with those children and then you can blackmail them forever. That's what the Mossad do, does. You know? They're, they are in your hands for the rest of their lives. Well, this is Trump, the guy that was playing that he was mooching Rudy Giuliani. You know, kind of weird thing. Why would Rudy Giuliani dress in drag like a travestite, transgender? I mean, what kind of idea is that? Was he out of his mind? And was he on drugs? Or was he being blackmailed? And then comes Trump and plays with him and mooches him and kisses him. Like, I, I think he, he didn't actually kiss him, but like got closer to his neck and sniffed his neck. I mean, that's disgusting. That's the kind of people we're dealing with. The guy owned casinos. And then comes this Paula White pastor. This, you know, word of faith heretic. Who used to be Benny Hinn's mistress in adultery. And blesses him, quote unquote. And everybody thinks he's a Christian. Even though his three adult children are married to Jews. And he thinks it's a great thing. And the other one is, is dating another one. I mean, if my children converted to Judaism, I, I, I would be like crying a river. That, that's not a good thing to have a Christian child convert to Judaism, my friends. And especially the kind of Judaism that they follow, the Kabbalah, occultism. So, my friends, this is the gold strategy that they use. That's why they have Marxism. That's why the globalists invented communism. Because they put the, the gold inside the room. That's the story we tell here in Brazil. But I, I'm sure that the same story is, is, is told all around the world, the world with different words. You know, you put a gold inside the room and he's so stinky he starts to munch on the pillows and the sofa everybody hates that gold and then you say you know there's a guy here who can get rid of the gold because nobody can 
because the the goat will attack you with his horns okay so nobody everybody's afraid to get close to the to that goat so this guy comes here and say i'm gonna make your room great again and he gets rid of the goat so he's a savior but nobody knows that he was the one who put the goat there in the first place same things happening all around the world You know, they're getting rid of the Marxist goat here in Brazil, my friends. They have found out that these guys, you know, just one company, this engineering construction com company, you know, it's kind of a big company that builds airports and electrical dams and, you know, all the big things, bridges and things like that. 3.4 billion dollars in bribes. Can you believe that? So basically the whole system here in Latin America, not only in Brazil, but all the other countries in, in Latin America, Cuba, Venezuela, Peru, they're getting money from the Marxists here. But then what they do, they put this these people here who are like liberal capitalists. It's funny because liberal is a word that means exactly the opposite that it means in the United States, okay? In the rest of the world, a liberal is a capitalist, something that is for free market. It's exactly the, the contrary, so I have to pay attention, okay? So what they have, it's like Marine Le Pen. They have uh, the, the, the Macri in Argentina, They have uh, Temer in Brazil. They have Trump in the United States. They're all capitalists, libertarians. You know, let them eat, let them eat cake. Okay? That, that's what they do. Laissez manger les brioches. Let them eat cake, you know? To hell with the poor. Oh yes, my friends. And you see now in Berkeley what's happening. That's what they want. They just it's just a pendulum. It's swinging. And now it's back to the other position. Okay? So you have like battles like in Berkeley, the Antifa guys against the Trump guys, and here yeah, I mean, come on. You're going to have radical left in the United States. That would be impossible had Hillary Clinton won. You're going to have something much like we have here in Latin America. Criminal left that destroy things, set things on fire, kill people. I told you so. Because they're playing both sides, my friends. They want the chaos. So you're going to look for the Antichrist as a solution. You have the guys who are, who are supporting this, this false conservatives. Because let me tell you. There was a rising conservative movement in the United States. A grassroots movement. Because people were waking up because of the internet. It's true. You know, that, that, that was 
legit. So what they thought, let's control this, this opposition, okay? Let's destroy this right, the outright movement from the start with the Trojan horse. So they have th people like uh, Mike Cernovich, you know, this, this Jew. He loves to flash the 666 sign in every picture. You know, it's in your face. And this guy comes from nowhere, from nothing. And in like six months, he's a celebrity. And he's the leader of the conservatives. Okay? And he supports Milo. You know, the, the, the gay guy that supports pedophilia. And who, who's always flashing the 666 hand sign. And the, the eye of uh, Lucifer. He loves that. He bathes in blood. He went to this art, quote-unquote, place. And he was bathing in a bathtub full of pig's blood. And people think he's a conservative. People think Mike Cernovich is a conservative. And then you see Alex Jones now, who was one of the responsibles for, for the election of Trump. He's divorcing his wife. This is a guy that was married by Tex Mars. His pastor used to be Tex Mars. Tex Mars is a very courageous, probably one of the most courageous people in the United States who was willing to expose the globalist uh, synagogue of Satan. But Alex jo jo Jones turned his back to him And uh, he's now enjoying La Vida Loca. He became a millionaire. He divorced his wife. You know how much he pays for his wife? Because now there is this the, the, the lawsuit in, in, uh, about his uh, divorce. And so everybody knows the information. It's, he pays $46,000 a month for her in alimony. So you got to sell lots of snake oil, my friends, in order to pay for that. You know, Paul Watson, the guy that is a conservative, he says he's a conservative and everything. Well, he came out of the closet. He's gay. Can you believe that? So, my friends, you don't see one real Christian, one real man of God, You know, without rotten past or bad actions or who's not gay or who's not flashing the 666 sign around Trump. So why are people like blindly following this man? Are you kidding? My friends, it's time for separation. Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner, my friends. He is into Kabbalah. When, you know, his, his father, you know what his father did? He, he's such a crook that, that he paid a prostitute 
to get involved with his brother-in-law in order to silence his sister because of a trial. You know, he's a crook. He went to jail. It doesn't matter because he's a Jew from the Habal Lubavitch. Because you know what they did? If you don't know what the Habal Lubavitch is, it's, it's a sect. Even the reformed Jews, they, they don't like those guys. And uh, basically, they're all about studying the Tanya. The Tanya is Talmud, my friends. It's a code made in the 16th century. The Tanya. The Tanya Rabati. It's the Talmud. Written by Schneer Zalman of Liad. Main work of the Habba philosophy. It's the Habba approach to Hasidic mysticism. You know, the emphasis is the mind as a route to internalizing Hasidic mystical dveikos, emotional fervor. You know, because even the Talmudists, you know, they believe it in, in the rational learning of their teachings, teachings of man, of the Pharisees. Nothing to do with the Bible, okay? But these guys, they were more, they were even worse because it's all about meditation, it's all about mysticism, and all about following the Devekut. It means dedication. To get closer to God, a Gnostic way to get closer to God. It may refer to a deep, trance-like meditative state attained during Jewish prayer, Torah study, or when performing the mitzvot, mitzvot the commandments. Trance-like state. You know, it's all witchcraft. And these guys, they flourished in Eastern Europe. They were persecuted in Russia. You know why they hate Russia? They hate Russia. They had to kill the Tsar and all his family. They have to institute communism there. And then they fled to the United States, especially to Brooklyn, where they do the mystical trans-like states. They do all their witchcraft there. But now, my friends, they had chosen some people. You know, you are Habalubavich, but you really don't need to dress like us. You don't need to wear that hat and the beard. So just pretend you're a reformed Jew. You're, a, you're just this, you know, more liberal, common Jew. But you help us. You know, you need you need to look like a guy in order to get into politics, into business, you know, to marry your son to Trump's daughter. Okay? So you, you use this disguise for now. God God will forgive you. God will forgive you because it's for a good objective. And basically, my friends, they, they have this, the houses, the Haba houses all around the world. And they play the politicians like puppets. For example, Put, 
Putin. He got rid of all the Orthodox Jews, the power of the Orthodox Jews in Russia, by using the Habalubavichers. You know what he did? He said, you know, these guys, they're going to be a problem. You know, the, the normal, traditional Jews. So he got two oligarchs, Lev Leviev and Roman Abramovich. And he said, let's make a new federation of Jew Jewish communities. So now we can get rid of the old one and all these Jews would be with us. Oh, yeah. You know who Roman Abramovich is? He's the owner. He's a billionaire. I think he lives in England now. He owns the Chelsea soccer team. And a th hundreds of large companies, too. This guy was a survivor of the aluminum wars in, the, in, the, in Russia. After the, the Soviet Union fell, you know, all the mafia guys, they fought for control of the industries. I mean, everything was from the people and went to private hands. They stole the money of all the citizens of Russia. You know, more than a hundred people died in the aluminum wars. So this guy is a devil. He was the only survivor. It's just, it's just like the TV series, The Survivor. He was the only survivor of a fight with 100 other mafia guys. So he's a devil. And, and this is the guy that Putin used with the other one, the other oligarch, Lev Leviev, to create a federation of Jewish communities of Russia, which basically are all Habalovich. So you understand how it works? The same guys, they are behind Trump. Okay? Trump hosted the wedding of uh, this Sapir guy, who is Leviev's right-hand man at Mar-a-Lago, his Palm Beach resort. It's, a, it's amazing, my friends. It's unbelievable. We have posted this, this article here in our Facebook page, Brother Marcos Radio, and also at Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. You know, Trump attended the breeze, the, the circumcision of the son of this guy with Kushner, Ivanka's husband. And Kushner would go on to buy a $300 million building from Leviev and marry Ivanka Trump who would form a close relationship with Abramovich's wife, Dasha Zukova. You know, they're buddy buddies, my friends. They have the same bosses. You know what they, these guys do? They bring the money that they have stolen from the Russian people to the United States, and they buy this building. Okay? And they pay like $400 million. And then the Jews 
in the United States, the mafia in New York, they pay like, I'm going to pay you 75% of what you paid. The guy will say, well, that's great. Because you have just washed my money. My money now is clean. Okay? And the Jew, Jewish guy in the United States, he gets this building for half the price. That's great business. It's a great scheme. You have to read all the article because it's like Trump is up to his neck with his people. You know? But the worst thing, my friends, my friends, is spiritually the thing is terribly terrible. For example, they have the what they call the Ohel is the tomb, the grave of the Rebbe of the Lubavitchers, Rabbi Menahen Mendel Schneerson. You know, and Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they go there because they go there and they pray in that grave because they think that if they pray there, you know, God will answer their prayers. And they went there in order for Trump to be elected. It was like one week before the election. Okay? The Rebbe responds to thousands of prayers, they say, says here. Okay? It's a big thing to go, to go there. They say that the righteous are greater in death than during their lifetime. Miracles, if you go there. Because, you know, the Kabbalists, they believe that part of the soul or one of the many souls, they believe in many different souls. So one of the souls stays there with the corpse, with the rotting corpse. Okay? So if you go there, you can pray to that soul, and that soul will take your prayers to God. It's there in Brooklyn. It's not in Afghanistan or some weird place. It's right there in New York, New York. Oh, yeah. Jared Kushner family gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to this organization of a mystical Moroccan rab rabbi who some followers claim has miraculous powers. His name was David Chananya or Hanania Pinto. Oh, yeah. Two separate Kushner family foundations on whose boards Jared Kushner serves have given over $200,000 in grants to Pinto's New York City Study Center. That's what they do, my friends. And they're spreading the Habab houses all over the world. And this rabbi here said that he took a ride in a spiritual car with a dead rabbi from the Middle Ages, the guy who wrote the Kabbalah. You know? And so people, it's like a guru. People love him. Love him. And... Uh, it's it's terrible. His nephew 
was arrested, served some time in jail. I mean, there are crooks and and witches. Yes, my friend, Jerry Kushner, his father, you know, gave two, I think, two and a half million dollars to Harvard in order to get him inside the, the, the college. The, his, you know, the, his father went to prison, you know. And uh, during college, he lived in the Harvard Haba house. So this is a guy that is involved with occultism up to his neck. Okay? And he would study with Rabbi Hirschi Zarki. And says here, oh, he was so good. He's very, it seems that he is intelligent, okay? And uh, he would study the Tanya. The Tanya is the Kabbalah thing, Okay? And then his family donates thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars to Habalubavitch institutions in the United States and Israel. Okay. Just in 2007, his family gave $150,000 to the institution. Just one year. You know, this is the guy, my friends, when Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu, goes to the United States, he stays in his place he used to sleep in Jared's bedroom the other day he was with Trump I think in the United States and Netanyahu was saying oh Mr. Trump Mr. Trump can I can, can I can I say how how close we are Jared can I say to Mr. Trump how close we are we are like, like Trump doesn't know <laughs> You know, he calls the guy Jared. And this Jared was there. You know, he went to Iraq. It was even funny because he was all dressed up. And uh, like with this blazer and khakis, you know. And, and I was reading this article. It was J. Crew meets the crew. <laughs> so he's all fashionable and, uh, among those soldiers there in Iraq you know the, those rough guys all full of dirt and sand and things and this guy like dressed like you know like Oscar Wilde <laughs> I mean what's he doing there he was the president of Iraq. I mean, he was in Israel. He was he's everywhere. I'll tell you, I would say that he is the Antichrist if he, he had some military powers. Because he is an expert in occult practices. He's a witch. He knows the dark arts, just like the Bible says. He, he owns the building Fifth, a Fifth Avenue. 666. He owns 666 Fifth Avenue. And people say that he paid three times the price for that. The building where Lucent Technologies, Lucent, Lucifer, that's the place where they're developing the chip. To put under the skin of people. 
you know that's Jared Kushner I would say that he's he's the antichrist I'm sure the lots of rabbis rabbis in Jerusalem believe that this guy is the messiah okay especially people from the Havalubavitch who are doing their mystical prayers there you know oh he has it's one victory after the other General Mike Flynn is gone advisor Kelly Ann Conway is no longer visible Steve Bannon is fading fast and now we have all the guys from Goldman Sachs you know globalist Gary Cohn Dina Powell globalist Steve Mnuchin you know Avi Berkowitz <laughs> they're all there all the globalists all the people from the CFR Goldman Sachs all the guys that Trump said he would drain the swamp and get rid of they're all there they're all there and you know who's, who's, who's there now people like Rabbi Ginsburg from the Habalubavitch you know what he says I'm gonna tell you after the commercial break in a recent double blind study from the Institute of Prophetic Studies in Southern California researchers concluded that humans who listen to the Freedom Friday Hour with radio host Paul and Linda Villanueva on the Kapow Radio Show Network were 111% more intelligent than their reptilian counterparts who did not listen to Freedom Friday, but instead were busy destroying mankind. Researchers also concluded that Freedom Friday listeners were better looking than their four-eyed, two-legged, freestanding Gila monster, turtle-faced reptilian counterparts. So, share your good looks and smarts with others by telling them to join you here on the fabulous Freedom Friday Hour. Your human friends will thank you. The Kapow Radio Show Network produces high-quality podcasts that you definitely want to hear. So stick around and get prepared to stimulate your spirit. Okay, we are back after the commercial break. See here the kind of people who are surrounding Trump right now. They say, as for the going, Gentile souls are of a completely different and inferior order. They're totally evil with no redeeming qualities whatsoever. They really think that, you know, the souls of the going, the Gentiles, they come from the demonic spheres and that the souls of the Jewish people are particles, are sparks from the very soul of God. They're little gods. Okay? If every simple cell in the Jewish body entails divinity, you see, you see here? Every simple cell of a Jew is divine. It's a part of God. Then every strand of DNA is a part of God. Therefore, something is special about Jewish DNA. 
Oh, see how, how nice he is here. If a Jew needs a liver, can you take the liver of an innocent non-Jew passing by to save him? The Torah would probably permit that. Jewish life has an infinite value, he explained. There is something infinitely more holy and unique about Jewish life than non-Jewish life. So, my friends, do not walk by a Habalubavitcher who has a problem with his liver, okay? Because he thinks it's okay to kill you and get your liver. That's the kind of people who are surrounding both Trump and Putin. You see? They think that Gentiles are unclean, inferior creatures whose sole purpose on earth is to serve Jews. Okay? Gentile souls are of a completely different, inferior order. They're totally evil, with no redeeming qualities whatsoever. I'll tell you, my friend, my soul has been redeemed by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, creator of the universe, who has chosen me before the beginning of time. So you're wrong. I have been redeemed. If every simple cell in the Jewish body entails divinity, it's a part of God. Then every strand of DNA is a part of God. Therefore, something special about Jewish DNA. You see, you know what you're doing here, ma'am? You're just mimicking. You're repeating Satan's words, saying that you are going to be a God. But you're not a God. You're just a man. Okay? Yes, my friend, that comes from the horse's mouth. Rabbi Greensburg. Racist. Racist, racist, racist. Therefore, my friends, I am sending a call to separation. Read here, A.W. Pink again. Old Christian priest, preacher for another century. Be you not in unequally yoked together. This applies to memberships in secret orders, masons. A yoke is that which unites. But I'll tell you more. This applies to any kind of belief that the Antichrist system has. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Amos chapter 3. Okay. Be you not unequally yoked together. Okay. We are to hate even the garment, which is a figure of our habits and ways, spotted by the flesh, and are to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. James one twenty seven. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In any occupation or association is found to hinder our communion with God or our enjoyment of spiritual things, then it must be abandoned. 
Beware of the leprosy in the garment. Leviticus 13. So, my friends, when you hear the call of the siren, of the mermaid, let's make Sodom great again. Do not believe it. Because what they will propose is that in order to make Sodom great again, you have to be involved with this kind of people. Witches, Kabbalists, Mafia criminals, New World Order thugs. And you're clapping, applauding. Oh, they send the tomahawks. Oh, they're so beautiful. The guy actually said that on television. Look how beautiful they are. Whatever is not for God's, God's glory must be avoided. Burn. Anything my habits or ways which mars happy fellowship with the brethren or robs me of power in service is to be unsparingly judged and made an end of. Burn. Leviticus 13.52 How explicit and emphatic are the terms used here? No excuse whatever is there for failing to understand the terms of this exhortation and the reason with which it's supported. All unions, alliances, partnerships, entanglements, entanglements with unbelievers are expressly forbidden to the Christian. Oh, but he's a radical. That's too much. I love the Republican Party. You see here, there was a time when people were serious about Christianity. <laughs> they were not fooling around. Because my friends, they have slaughtered a ship in Jerusalem for the first time in 2,000 years in Jerusalem's old city. 200 men, women, and children attended the event. It's here. The sheep was butchered in the main square of the Jewish quarter next to the Hurva synagogue. According, in accordance with the ancient rites, the blood was sprinkled on a model altar temporarily erected for the purpose. The sheep was then flayed, roasted, and eaten by the participants. Coins, the members of the priestly class wearing specially made white garments, blue silver trumpets. So you see here, my friends, everything is ready. Everything is ready. You see? The Antichrist will come any, any time, any hour. And the Lubavitchers here, they will praise him as their Messiah. Oh, yeah. While we are here distracted with the stupid Hegelian dialectics, oh, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, against the, the, the green frogs. They're going to have their Antichrist. 
Meanwhile, they just keep us in, you know, with the rumors of wars. A war in North Korea. Oh. The aircraft carrier, it's going there to attack the, the little Korean guy. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm going to buy a bunker underneath the earth. We're all crazy. This world has gone mad. Completely mad, my friends. People are committing suicide. You know, there is a rise in suicides, drug use, overdoses. Everybody's out of their minds. But we, my friends, we are the temple of the living God. I will dwell in them and I'll walk in them. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. This is a blessing. So be you not unequally yoked together. I leave you this homework for this week. Think about, are you listening to the siren's call? Is your heart in the city of God or the city of man? Are you still clinging to, your, to this old corrupt passion? Or are you looking forward to a much better inheritance that is waiting for you? Okay? Thank you so much for your time. I pray that God will bless your week and that we can meet again soon.